No champagne, just problems. Hi, happy Sunday. Oh my gosh, such a beautiful Sunday. What is it like down there? Um, it's, it's like 79, oh, and wow. all the trees are blossoming, the birds oh. are singing, things are starting to kick up here. How See, about you? Yeah, in Ohio, it's like 72 today, which is amazing, and it's sunny outside, but then we're going to have snow on Tuesday. No. Yeah, so it sucks, because you get really excited, and like, I'm wearing shorts, and I want to get all my summer clothing out, and then, but they have this saying, which is, there's like this bush called the Forsythia bush. It's a really Mm -hmm. ugly trash bush, but... (laughs) The saying is that, like, after bush. it's a trash bush, after that blooms, you get three more snows. And I swear, like, every year we've been here, it's actually been accurate. So we'll still really? probably have three, three more snows. Three more? Oh, my yeah. gosh. I know. That's so, I still, like, okay, I know we were homeschooled, but, like, I still <laughs> can't really wrap my head around weather differences that are, you know, it's not like it takes two days for me to get to your house. Like it only takes like what, six hours, seven hours. Yeah. Seven hours. But that amount of distance can mean so much for weather is just crazy. I know. I know. (laughs) And the sky, it doesn't feel like the sky, like it feels like we're all (laughs) under the same sky, you know, like we see the same sun, like, you know what I mean? Stars, but it's different. This in this episode, so Elizabeth and Kayla so decide far. to smoke before having their podcast. <laughs> I think it's just I'm just, just a little patterns work, man. <laughs> I'm a little sleepy. I'm sorry. <laughs> JK, JK, we did not smoke before the podcast. I have never <laughs> smoked. Good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> you do you. You do you. I will say, um, this is kind of random, but I was like really stressed at work for a while. And then I just, you know, I told you at the beginning of the year, I'm like, "Mm, not going to happen anymore. So I've been bringing CBD honey to work. Uh And whenever there's like this crazy thing or whatever happens, I just go and I make a cup of tea and I put some CBD honey in it. And I'm like, "Mm, it's all fine. (laughs) Does it help kind of? Yeah, it's just relaxing. Mm. (laughs) Like, exactly. So, Wasn't it your um your sister your sister's husband who says that that's like uh, snake oil like it's not doing anything he is at, well yeah anyway <laughs> he he would know he, <laughs> he would know <laughs> an expert on the subject if you will. if you will yes yeah <laughs> okay anyway. so what uh no sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you he might yeah. what no no what were you gonna say. Well, just that um, I really did love the idea that you had last time <clears throat> or last week that you sent me about like what you want. Oh, I think I'm getting a lot of feedback from your microphone, maybe. Are you oh. like, moving around a lot or something? No. Oh, weird. Okay. Do you hear, do you hear mine a lot? No. No. <laughs> Dang. Sorry, people. We're. <laughs> I'm putting what? my hair up. Maybe that'll Oh, maybe that. I don't know. Okay. Um. <clears throat> I really liked, sorry, I have allergies. This is not actually COVID right now. Just have like, ugh, like crazy pollen allergies now. 
Oh, that's awful. This is old age. I know. Oh, no. You have great weather and you have allergies. It uh. really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> um, anyway, I loved your idea that you texted me last week where you're like, I really want to talk about um, feminism. Oh, I forgot I texted you that. <laughs> I figured you did. That's why I was yes. like, I need to remind you before we get like too into like what we're talking about. Yes. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> so let me tell you why I why I started thinking about that. Okay. Yeah. A couple of different things. So um, I was visiting my sister mm. last weekend and she has a scrapbook of a whole bunch of articles that my mom had written. And like Aww. she wrote these articles and then she put them in the scrapbook. So I was just thumbing through them and I randomly read this one and she like, the whole article, my mom was saying, like you said, we were homeschooled, right? So, I think it was with my older sister. She had bought a book on feminism. She's like, this will mm-hmm. be cool. Like, me and my oldest daughter can dig into this, you know, and, and kind of read about it. But she was, I would say, offended, I think, is the right word, the mm-hmm. more she read in this book. Because there were some things that, uh, uh, you know a stay-at-home mom does, Mm. which this feminist book was like, no, you shouldn't feel any accomplishment doing that, right? Mm. And so she talked about my mom in her article. She was like, you know, I read this book and and put it down, whatever, and then there was one day, like today probably, where it was the first day in Ohio where you can open up the windows and Mm. everybody knows that you only have like a day of this. So you open all the windows and you do all the spring cleaning and she talked about how like she cleaned all the baseboards and just like just went to town and felt so accomplished at the end of it by this gorgeous, beautiful house. Mm. And, you know, and um, my dad and all of his kids came in from playing outside and we didn't necessarily recognize it, but she still felt that sense of accomplishment. And she was like, mm. why is it that the feminist movement is telling me something that I truly get accomplishment out of? I shouldn't just because it matches this old you know, old housewife mm-hmm. picture. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was thinking of that. Um, and then just thinking about, well, what is my definition of feminism? Because I know Kayla, you and I have talked about it before mm-hmm. and I've said like, I'm a feminist and you've said, well, the definition of a feminist is, you know, it, it started in, it's like, not universal. Like exactly. there's different, it means different things to different people. Exactly. Exactly. And so, um, you know, and I think, I think my version of feminism, just the more I've been thinking about it, mm-hmm. is I think that women should be empowered to do whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. I feel like they should. And, and if that's, you know, um, be a stay at home mom, that's great. If it's go and have a career that's also great Mm -hmm. but I think what they need to be able to accomplish either of those is a very if if you're in a relationship then you need a supportive um, partner who Mm -hmm. is supporting you not because like oh this is you know you're the you're the wife this is your pet project I'll let you do this but like truly fully supporting you as Mm -hmm. an equal in whatever you're trying to achieve Mm -hmm. so I don't know what you think about that, but I was just, I was just thinking about it. And I'm like, so then for my mom's article that I was reading where she's saying how, 
she felt really accomplished. It's because she, I mean, she was empowered to do whatever she wanted. She was a writer. She was a stay-at-home mom. She homeschooled as kids. And my dad just, he thought she was amazing. And he supported her in everything she did. She also kind of went into, is it unfair to your dad to say that your mom was really the leader of your family? I don't, I don't know. I think, like she would decide we are doing this and your dad'd be like, great. <laughs> but yeah, I think that that's true. But then even when, you know, my dad moved the whole family from Florida to Ohio for his job. Yeah. And she then was like, yeah, that's awesome. We're going to do it. So I feel like they equally supported each other, mm, you know, yeah, which is why yeah. I, I wouldn't say she was. Yeah. I, I just think that they had that equal support and that's what I grew up seeing that she was never undermined by my dad and there was no reason why she couldn't do something because she was a female you know and that was or like oh I have to check if I have permission to buy something like she right. they did not have that dynamic no no but they had they had agreed upon budgets yes and they and it went were both, both adults right exactly yeah. and they were both adults and they could stick to the budget and stuff like that so that's where you know, for me, feminism isn't, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like if you put too much into the definition, then you're taking away from just what a woman could do. Does that make sense? No. What do you mean? So I feel as though, I don't know. <laughs> I had a lot of thoughts when I texted you about this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so I just feel like if you look at jobs, for example, and you're like, oh, there there are not enough women in this industry. We need more women in this industry because of yes. feminism or whatever. And you're forcing women to take jobs that they don't really want and mm-hmm. they're, not, they're not gravitating towards. Yeah. Then you're not focusing on like, no, no, no. As women, let's say that you have no restrictions. What do you really want to do? Right? Yeah. yeah. See what I mean? It's more of focusing on the individual instead of the gender. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think, um, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on this too. That's why I was like, you got to be really specific because I feel like there's so many vague thoughts I have about it and I want to like narrow it down to a very specific, okay, what do I think? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I kind of like believe that, um, we're all made in the image and likeness of God. And so like, there's definitely like, a dignity that mm-hmm. the woman has that is equal to the man's dignity, right? There's not equal, one that's like different. more dignified, but different. And that's yes. what I was going to say. Yes. Exactly. Like I think, I think yeah. when you, when you try to just say women should be doing everything that men do as men do it, right? That is when you are actually hurting women because right. you're not recognizing you're you're comparing them to men. You're saying exactly. you're only good if you're doing it as good as a man and in the same exactly. capacity. You're not recognizing the unique capacity in which a woman does something. And right. it's going to look different and it's going to be different sometimes. Like sometimes it'll look very similar, but, I'll, you know, in some things we will excel and it will be better. <laughs> like, exactly. That's exactly what I was trying to say. And I wasn't yeah. able to articulate, but it's we are equal but different and you need to... You need to like dive into the differences because that's where you don't want cookie cutter people. Just, just looking at an easy example, let's look at like teachers, mm-hmm. right? You don't want every teacher to teach the same. 
right? Yeah. Because the classroom will not respond the same. So, so understanding how you're different from other teachers and making that your, you know, growing it and, and knowing it and, and having your own style and, and letting that be okay. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to make the students really respond to you, right? Yeah. Because they, they see that and they know that's special to you. And it doesn't mean that you're a wrong teacher or you're a bad teacher because you're doing it differently as long as you let's say in this hypothetical world mm-hmm. all the students are all getting A's still <laughs> right? right but you know but like just understanding that you're different and that's okay across genders across people I mean yeah. this is this is where I get frustrated with feminism because it's yeah. like yes all right and sorry one thing that you did say that I do want to circle back on a little bit okay okay so somebody may not truly know that they're sexist but I do think that's why the visibility that corporate America and probably like you know other countries as well Mm -hmm. the visibility that corporate America is bringing to the differences is good because sometimes you maybe somebody doesn't know that they're sexist but they really are right to your point do you encounter that where someone treats you like a little bit condescendingly and you just think over and over again Either they're just condescending to everyone or they're, they have a problem with women. Do you ever encounter that? Um, actually, you know, it's really interesting. I never did until I worked in Mexico. Interesting. And I was like, whoa, this is what women had to deal with? This is awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it was so black and white. And, I mean, I've, I've worked some, for some pretty great companies where all yeah. men really respect the women and, like, just – I. I think all of the men I've ever worked closely with have identified as feminists as well. Like they're just really good guys who never saw a negative differences and, and, you know, they promoted me and it was good. But when I was in Mexico city, um, it was completely different and it took me a while to put my finger on the issue. And then Mm. I was talking to some of the other women in the office and they're like, yeah, it's like a very machismo society. I was like, you're right. This so they the experienced it too. It wasn't yeah. just because you were the like white American girl. It was like just being a girl. Yeah. yeah. A woman. And yeah. like other women that traveled down from the United States to the Mexico office, they've noticed it every time, mm. you know? And, um, so, so I do think that we have a responsibility to bring, to, uh, you know, bring visibility to people when they're making racist or sexist mm-hmm. uh actions whatever uh well, there's yeah, like education Cecilia's, there right like cecilia um so my sister you know she had that Ugh, maternity policy so that she found out about and like she is the best at her job like she is so hardworking and responsible she's the type of person that always takes personal responsibility to get to accomplish things right so she makes a fantastic auditor Mm -hmm. because she sees the projects through she works very hard very fast she's very smart Mm -hmm. and she's always like consistently been the favorite wherever she goes like you know and in her roles and Mm -hmm. you know she finds out after she got pregnant and was like halfway through a pregnancy, she was starting to like, okay, I need to really look at the maternity leave policy. And she finds out she was just assuming it was like every other corporation. And so were her bosses like PS, like neither of them had really read it carefully through either. Cause they didn't need it. Two yeah. of them had already had their kids by the time they worked for this company. And then the other was unmarried and 
like not even on the horizon having kids Mm -hmm. and um, the other women around her. And she looks at this and it's like she would get six weeks paid maternity leave, but then only if she signed a contract promising that she would come back to work. And if she left within six months Mm -hmm. of that period of coming back, like if she got a new job, she would have to pay all of that six weeks back. Yeah. Yeah. That's and ludicrous. It is. And it's like, it's because it's, it's treating women like they should be the same as men. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, like a woman can contribute a lot to a job. A woman can bring a lot to the table, but not like she is not going to enjoy it or flourish or want to stay or even want to see herself as working. If you make it this black and white, either or option where you're either you know, a great mom and you take time off to be with your baby and to bond and to recover and to breastfeed and to like set up a good, you know, system Mm -hmm. and then come back when you're comfortable and ready. Or, or you say, you know, um, uh, you don't do that at all. You don't mix being a mom and working. So you just work or you're a mom period, or you're a terrible mom who's like not connected. And then you're just at work, like you're a workaholic. Yeah. And I just think that's so sad because I, I do think (laughs) Me included. I could have I could have been <laughs> such an asset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it is like up until now, like a lot of American companies, I I mean, I feel like thank God what she encountered is becoming more and more of a rarity. Um, but like when I back when I started my family, you know, eleven years ago, I or I was got pregnant twelve years ago, but I, I was just kind of really overwhelmed at the idea of how I was gonna juggle both. Mm-hmm. And there were there are little things that really could have made me very comfortable working and having like more, but and that would have been a little bit more flexibility, mm-hmm. and and it could have even been for less pay, but like a little bit more flexibility, like if you have like old, unlimited sick days, for instance, because kids get sick all the time and mm-hmm. not having a parent whose whose full time job is to be available to the kid or, or a caregiver, like you can't you can't pay a nanny full-time um if you're you know unless you're making like you're like a doctor right yeah. <laughs> um, but but like i guess if you don't have like a full-time caregiver in addition or like you can't have a nanny and pay for school you know like or, yeah. or have school and then have a nanny who is there like that needs to be a full-time job it's just it's complicated the other thing if they had if more companies had in-house child care Mm-hmm. If it was like yep. in the building I worked yeah. that I could bring my toddler so I could, exactly. or my baby so I could go and take nursing breaks and like go mm-hmm. breastfeed them or like, like that would have been a game changer. I would have been so interested in that. Um, but yeah. at the time that I was looking at this, none of those things were available. And um, I do think this is one way in which the world is getting better. Um, yes. I, I think there's areas in which our society is not, it's definitely getting worse in some areas, but like, I think that, um, I think that this is one area like Jason is, is never looked down on when he tells his, his peers that he has to, um, take his lunch break around his daughter's preschool pickup time, or yeah. he has to block off his calendar to help the baby. So his wife can go, can do something like everyone else is in that boat of like two working parents. And they're all like, Oh yeah, man, you gotta do what you gotta do. It's not seen as like, well, you're a working man. Like, right. Right. It's, there is, there definitely on guard for that misogynist attitude um, mm-hmm. of like, ooh, why are you taking care of the baby? You know? Right. Um, but, oh, hey, uh, 
<laughs> We're gonna speaking have to pause of it. the baby. <laughs> speaking of the baby, <laughs> pause. <laughs> okay, I'll be right back. Sorry, let me just grab him and get him set up, and then give give me like ten minutes. Is that all right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Okay. If you have to go, it's okay. I do agree with you, though. In general, I think that I now remember the statement you said: "We're doing better. We're getting better." Right? Yes. Like there's, there's um actually, but the last two clients I was at, they had a nursing room. Oh, for, that is so nice. Yeah. So they didn't have yeah. daycare on site, but they had a nursing room, like just so it wasn't just the bathroom, but there was a room that like um, nursing moms could get a key for and yeah, take care of everything there. So like, I think you're right. We're getting better. There's just then you hear companies in Germany where the standard maternity leave is three years and your job is still guaranteed by the time you come back yeah. and they have like daycare on site. It's still still a lot to do. But but this is why it's equal but different, mm-hmm. which you know, bringing us back around, a woman can do a woman can do uh the same job as a man, probably better. <laughs> yeah. Um but differently and they have different needs and that's okay right yeah and yeah. that's why companies need to shift to equal but different yeah um, yeah like there's gonna i think that um or even you know it's there's another way to put it is fair but not equal like equal i kind of i think can kind of beg like comparing the two side by side and being mm. like it needs to exactly line up cuz they're equal so like it literally means the same right so if you're saying equal but different that that can kind of sound like a contradiction in terms but if you're saying fair but not equal like of course mm. no american likes the way that sounds yeah <laughs> but, but it what it means life is isn't fair kayla <laughs> <laughs> well and and all americans are like we're equal <laughs> yeah What's up, bud? I'm on the phone. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, but anyway, um, I just, I think that, yeah, I think it is getting better, especially by the fact that, like, when my sister went through this, her VP was, like, horrified. Um, <laughs> like, everybody was, like, so upset and was just like, oh, my gosh, you know, can you, we'll make an exception for you. And <clears throat> she had already... At that point, she kind of already wrestled with it yeah. and made her decision. And, and I get it, you know. I think yeah. she still should have taken the money. <laughs> she I worked. Know. She worked so hard for them. But but I, I I respected her not wanting to do that if she was like, no, I, I know I'm not going back. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a year or whatever. Um, but I think that... I think that women... <sighs> Like, like women, women approach the home and the child differently than the man. And that is in our gift as women. So going back to your mom's uh, article, um, which I swear I read, like, it sounds so familiar. It was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. But like what she was saying is this thing that people, it's not like, um, there's a word. Like it's (laughs) not, (laughs) It's not utilitarian, but there's like, so our, the downside of the world today, I think, is that your worth is measured by what you do and, and like how busy you are and what you accomplish. And if you can, um, achieve as much as the other person and you're kind of a cog in a wheel in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. And we've lost in so many in so many instances, we lose sight of what does it really mean to live? What What's the point of what we're doing? Like, right. and I'm not trying to get a, like a Christian, like, 
you know, oh, like, let's get all emotional and and gushy about this. (laughs) But I mean, I mean, from just like a standpoint of what does it mean to live well? to live yeah. to what are you doing here? <laughs> like, what is your life about? What are you going to look back on and regret later? What are you going to look back on and be so wish you had done more of or, or love that you did? And I think that the little things like preparing a home cooked meal, like you, like you were like you and David, what, like you, you had a whole <laughs> process of making the ultimate BLTs when yeah. you get home from church on Sunday. Like yeah. Yeah. those are the things that you're going to savor and remember later and love that you did. And those are the things that make your life like that fill up your life. It's not yeah. the big things. It's not even the big trips. It's the like. It's it's the, having a beautiful environment to like sip your coffee in, having a clean home, having um, you know, good smells, like having a good meal together, having a nice bottle of wine, like mm-hmm. like these are yeah. like when you meet someone who seems very happy and who you you feel like is living well, I really believe it always comes down to they savor these little details and yeah, yeah. I think so, women especially when you're when you're married like I, I do, I do put a lot of value into like when my kids, um, you know, I've got three kids in school right now and one in preschool. And when the older kids, like that last hour before it's time for me to pick them up or, or their, our carpool ride is bringing them home. I really do try to have the home be like clean for them because Mm -hmm. it's not something they're going to think of at all, but it is going to impact their feeling peaceful at the house. Yeah. And having yeah. this like general feeling of well-being and order mm-hmm. is is going to impact their memories. Like when they look back at their childhood, all of the work that I did is mm-hmm. impacting their memories. Like their memories of of, you know, the home being beautiful or their memories of, you know, which which a, a home is beautiful when it's clean and orderly. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. it, what the paint colors are or the furniture or right. whatever. Right. And, and vice versa, if the home is disordered and messy, you could have spent tons of money. It's like with clothes. If you're, if your $300 outfit is wrinkly and dirty, it doesn't have a better impact than the clean $30 outfit, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think that, that these things are, are so, they're not less important than climbing the corporate ladder and making a lot of money. I completely agree. And actually, Catherine and I were talking about this last week, my sister. Yeah. Because I found, I don't know, some Instagram post where, (laughs) one of those cheesy ones, but I really loved it. (laughs) It was like, um, learn how to romanticize your life. Like, sit down and experience your cup of coffee, right? Like, Like, really look around you. It was just this list of things that have, have the best just moment right and Mm. I was like Catherine this is so great because we don't have to you're so good at doing that huh you are so good at doing that really (laughs) yeah I like I feel like it's really been driving me this past week where it's it just makes me think a little bit more instead of just going on to the next thing immediately I'm like no I'm living in this Mm. moment I'm having this conversation with this person like this is my life right now. My life isn't mm. what it's going to be in five years or anything, right? Like, it's, it's exactly what you were saying, Kayla. It's, this is it right now. We're living. Yeah. Um, I also, this is a little bit of a stretch, but it made me think of it. I just read, it's called The Ride of a Lifetime, and mm. it's a memoir by Robert Igor. I probably got his last name wrong, but he's the CEO of Disney, and he's been the CEO of oh. Disney for the last 15 years. 
And it's oh, like, right. I get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, it's uh, it's his memoirs on like how he climbed the corporate ladder because he started at the very bottom of the barrel mm. in um, television and then obviously made it to the top. Yeah, but obviously. what what I realized after reading his book, I mean, he's a very impressive man. He's done a lot in his career, but I think he probably like. He, you know, he got married, he had two girls, had divorce. He talks about these hours he spends just, like, working, always working. And, and when he was in contention to be CEO for Disney, mm-hmm. he said it was, like, the most important moment of his life. And I was <laughs> like, oh, that's sad, right? Yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, like, careers are important and everything, but but you're missing all the moments in between, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, anyway. I will not yeah, and I'm kind of... <laughs> well, you probably could be. I'm, I, um, I'm okay I, with it. <laughs> well, I, I think it's interesting because when I talk to, like, Jason, my husband, or, or my sisters, or my brother, my view of work is very... Um, kind of, like, humdrum. Like, like I, I think we're all made for work. So we're not happy when we don't need to work. Um, and you mm-hmm. see, I, I really believe that you see that. I think that's the cause of depression or a cause of depression is like, <laughs> be careful. I don't make these like sweeping statements that I actually don't agree with. <laughs> it's like, it sounds right. But then you're like, wait, I don't think that's actually true. In every case. <laughs> Words matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think that causes depression when people don't feel like they have to work and they're not yeah. pushed and they're not like, pushing themselves because I think that, um, that's like, it it just is such a source of contentment and happiness when you're working hard and it doesn't matter matter what it is. Exactly. It does not matter what it is as long as you have a good detachment from it when you're done. So if you're really shitty at turning in for the night and detaching, then, you know, that's on you. It's not necessarily on your job unless your job requires that and demands that and then won't let you you know, get like do well, in which case you should get a new job. But I think I kind of, I don't like the idea of like, you should love what you do for work because I feel like even if you start out loving it, if that's your job, you're going to end up resenting it and getting frustrated with it sometimes. Mm. (laughs) Um, But I think that you should, you should feel like you can do it well. So you should feel like you can push yourself. So whatever you're doing in life, it should be something where you're like, oh yeah, this is like hard for me, but it's a good hard. And I, I want to do really well at it. And then, and then because you are working at work, it, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It, what matters is when you come home that you relax and that you're able to enjoy your life, like on the weekend and, and in the evenings or in the mornings, like, and that you remember the end, like the reasons you're working. So the reason you're working has to always, your why has to has to be very clear to you um not just to have more and more to have infinite money and (laughs) you know like just always like if if you're not doing it intentionally if you're just not even thinking about what you're doing you're just going through the motions I think that's when you get in trouble like you just feel unhappy and stuck you know um if you have a clear why where you're like, oh, I'm doing this so that I can do this. And then, and then, you know, we can have these goals in our life and this is what we're working toward, but this is also what we're doing right now, which we love, you know, mm-hmm. 
I think these are all, um, I think these questions are all things that women are really good at asking (laughs) to bring it back, (laughs) to bring it back to women in the workplace. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we were to put a bow on this, it's, it's not just feminism with the workplace, right? It's what is, what does feminism mean to you? And when I was thinking about it, feminism again, meant to me, a, a woman should feel fully supported and, mm, and, respected. and respected respected yes. right not a, okay now it's your turn elizabeth oh good job but like yeah treat me the same way that you treat you know chris over here right yeah like yeah. it's not i did well for being a girl i did a good job or i didn't do a good job across yeah that's that's how i like it and then my it's merit feminism yeah. yeah is that you just you deserve the ability to compete merit-based so it's not like an empty title or an empty like you want people to give you the chance in a in a perfect world like where feminism has succeeded people Mm -hmm. don't need to give you special treatment to recognize your dignity and equality they can just recognize what you bring they can just you can you can excel in your strengths as an individual and people recognize that and support that Exactly. And it's not like, oh, we need an extra woman in here because we, we're like a little man heavy. So you'll do. <laughs> like it just, but it's like, I, I really, I agree with you. Like, I think that that's, that's the thing that our society doesn't like right now. It's like, yeah. okay, if you're going to ever have real equality with race or sex or any of these things, at the end of the day, it has to start out unfair where you are the only woman in the room. Yeah. And you do have to overcome some. And, and I said before that I don't think you can accidentally be racist, sexist. And then I thought about it and I was like, that's actually not true. Like you can have. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I was like, I don't think I agree with I mean, that. I don't, I don't think you can have like, I think that for it to be a real like offense, you need to intend, intend, it should be intentional. Like, I don't want to take offense to someone for accidentally like, I don't know. I, I don't really know what I meant, but I don't like it where it's like you have sins without realizing it, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like there's no consent, but like, oh, you're, you're guilty of all this badness. You know, it's like, well, wait, if you didn't realize it, you know, I don't know. Um, but I think, <clears throat> I think that when it comes to women and, and well, so racism and sexism if you really want to ever catch up and it to be truly merit-based where you, your worth and value is not um, less than and it's not like people giving you a, a different standard or, or people lowering the bar for you so that we can, we can overcompensate. Like mm-hmm. that, that kind of stuff prevents you from ever having true equality. So if you're constantly giving handout, getting handouts and like, you know, oh, like I need, I got, I need this role because I need to make up for, not because I'm the best at what I'm doing. Right. I need this promotion because I need to make up for the fact that you've only given white men this promotion for the last, you know, hundred years. It's like, well, then you're already conceding that right. you're never going to win it on your own merits. Right. Right. And I feel like that undermines, I do really think that that undermines your own self-confidence. Yeah. It's um, tough because I also know it's chicken or the egg because at some point you need like 
change corporate thinking and to do that. You have yeah. To get more brains in there that are different, but <coughs> there but is I a do. policy part that has to, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But like, yeah. I just, that's, that's feminism to me. Feminism is, is definitely merit based. So thank you for coming up with that word. Cause I did not. <laughs> what is, so just then if you were to put it in one statement, what is feminism to you? I would agree with that. It's that yeah. you, your value is like an Encanto. <laughs> <laughs> Just like an Encanto. Your value is not is not only if you can do the same things men can do to the same capacity. I believe true feminism is is where you. So, like, we are feminists in the sense that we believe that women are. Um, just as worthy of respect and dignity as men. Mm -hmm. Um, There is no, like, we are human beings first. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, um, like, our our sexuality is also powerful and wonderful and nothing to be suppressed or ashamed of. But um, I don't want, you know, I, I, I definitely think that I don't want the same expectations and treatment of women as as men in every area because that's not biologically fair yeah like you don't like men have a faster qualifying time for races than women right and it's not and we will never and if we're if our self-confidence with ourselves if if our um peace with ourselves is based on if we're beating men we're never gonna there's a there are certain arenas we will never win but that's okay (laughs) And it's okay because there's other things that they can't do that we can. Exactly. Exactly. No matter how much Jason would love to bond with our children and love on them, he's never going to be able to breastfeed them or or carry (laughs) them inside him. (laughs) He's never going to win. So it's, it's going back to that. The differences, that's, that's where you really become unique and special and you enhance that. And, and that's where you can stand out, you know? Yeah. And with our bodies too, if like, I do think that we, for the last, like the whole, um, I think it's positive what's been happening with the kind of, there's been a shift in healthy body image, which is not just saying, oh yes, you're beautiful. Even if you're fat, like we're just going to say you're beautiful and make you beautiful, (laughs) which none of us are really fooled by. So I'm not really sure why people keep doing it, but, but what I love is the emphasis on strength as opposed to skinniness. Because oh, yeah. I think that when you emphasize getting stronger and feeling good, you're embracing your curves. And I, I think there was like a decade there where women didn't want to have curves. Yeah. And you wanted to be like skinny or just like flat. Like you didn't like, like you were uncomfortable with the curves. Yeah. <laughs> and Very I think boyish. We, yes. Like when we embrace the curves, we can appreciate like our bodies are different and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, our, yeah. our, I think we have, um, a unique beauty in our bodies as women, of course. And I think it's just, yeah, I think it's celebrating the differences and yes. not being embarrassed of them or ashamed of them and both people celebrating them. Like I'm going to celebrate yes. men and men can celebrate women, you know, yes. and it's, yes. there's a, uh, this is what we're talking about, Elizabeth. It's an abundance mentality, not a scarcity mentality. Oh, yes. And why does it all come back to this? <laughs> well, that's so you, like my, my, one of my buddy, Kathleen, she's the one who's 
was like, oh, like this is abundance mentality as opposed to scarcity where it's like, you can make more money. Don't worry about it. Like you can, you know, burn more calories. Don't stress so much. Like instead of, you know, always, or, or even like with the green stuff, like let's focus on new, innovative, clean energy, as opposed to, Ooh, bad gasoline. Let's shut down all the pipelines. Like, Mm -hmm. like, I think that there's like this optimistic abundance mentality that we can have that I think it is self-fulfilling prophecy. So when you start living that way, it attracts it to you. So when you're like, I am a woman and I, I have so many amazing qualities just from being a woman. And then I'm a human being who has these unique personality qualities and you know, they're not limited by the fact that I'm a woman. Um, I think that that just having that abundance mentality and like seeing you see what you want to see. So when you see the good stuff, you're going to feel more um, encouraged. And I think other people will see it more too. Yes. Yeah. That's a really good point. I mean, people need to truly believe that, that they are equal first (laughs) or different, but, um, what was the word that you said? Um, it was just a equal, saying I heard someone you... say they were like, I believe in fair, but not equal treatment. The way it, it was, um, it was someone say, explaining that like, it was our priest explaining why he would do special things for people who are extra involved in the parish. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm not going to offer like, like when we got that chapel, when we had yeah. baby baptized, he's like, I don't offer that to everybody because he's like, I believe in fair, but not equal. Like, yeah. I'm not going to give everyone in the parish the same yes. treatment when they're not doing the same things. Yes. Okay. But fair, he but said, but equal. I will be fair in the sense that I'm not going to like offer unfair advantages. You know, like it's right. like a, you know, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting, I, I have, I've just been mulling it over. I don't know what the difference really is between saying that and saying equal, but different. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good thinker. Maybe it's fair, but different. Maybe that's just, the, the perfect one. I on the word fair because I feel like, <coughs> like well, life isn't fair. All right. What about fair. just? Just, just but different. Just but different. Yeah. I like that. Because what you're asking for is justice. You're not asking for the same. You're not saying I need to have the exact same as everyone else around me because nobody has that. I mean, right. individuals don't get the same things because they, they put in different, you know, you don't, everybody has different, uh, that doesn't leave room for individuality, right? When you're saying right. everyone needs to have the same. But then if you're saying you want justice, then there is kind of a true justice. Well, true justice is blind, right? Like the um, the picture of like Lady Justice mm-hmm. is she's holding the scales and she has a blindfold on. Mm-hmm. So it's it actually would be like, yeah, just based on your merit and not, not yeah. being like, oh, well. She can't see genders. Yeah. No, that's true. She can't. we'll wrap it up with this is like I think what we're what we're kind of honing in on for our podcast is problem solving so uniquely like noticing the problems or the problems we're facing or laughing at the problems or just being like oh this is this something I'm struggling with like but but not in a complaining way in a humorous and plucky way right (laughs) plucky yes we want to be plucky about problems yeah, and Why does that we, sound so British? Because <laughs> I'm an Anglophile. Um, yes, uh, love I love the Brits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I think this I think this is a great conversation. And look at Queen Elizabeth. Speaking of the Brits, I mean, gosh, she's like the best monarch that England has ever had. She's a woman. 
<laughs> By the way, the queen is a woman. She's a woman, in case you didn't know. <laughs> Let's talk about more women. Okay, I have to go outside because we only have sunshine for approximately three more hours for uh, the rest of the, like, for three more months. So I need to soak it in while I enjoy. can. Enjoy. Thanks. Well, this was awesome, and I love I you. It was. I loved hearing your, your musings. It was great. <laughs> My self-contradicting musings. Yeah. I liked how you came back, though. I mean, I think that's the that's the measure of like a good a good head on your shoulders, right? You can, yeah. you, can you can change your mind. Yeah, and you can yeah. You're not always right the first time. So No. Most of the time you're not. <laughs> most of the time people, that's what we need to leave you with. Most of the time you're not right the first time. The end. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Awesome. We'll have a great Sunday. You too.